are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, a happy Monday. We're going streaking as the Pelicans are on a three-game winning streak. We're going to talk about the victories over the Indiana Pacers and the Memphis Grizzlies here in a moment. But I want to lead off today's podcast with, honestly, the biggest story. That's Lonzo Ball and the stretch he's on over these past six games. You probably never thought I was going to say really, really nice things about my favorite player, best friend, Lonzo Ball, but we're going to do it. So let's dive into it in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On. you'll get 20% off your next order. So over the past six games, Lonzo Ball is probably on the best stretch of basketball he's played in a Pelicans uniform. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm saying this too, but you know, when you look at how he's done, it's very impressive overall. He's averaging 17 points per game, five assists, and six rebounds. Compare that to his season numbers of 13.4 points per game, 4.6 assists, and 4.3 rebounds. So he's up in all three of those categories. He's also shooting from deep 50% over the past three games. He's making almost four threes per game, launching them at um, 7.7 attempts per game. All of those numbers are really good offensively if he's making his three-point shot I care less about his aggression and drive to the basket you're seeing him be used a little bit more off ball and this is kind of the concept of him being that two guard that ball uh, court spacer and it's working when he's draining the three-point shot like this it's really really working I do think there is some correlation between the playmaking ability and rise in playmaking which I want to talk about tomorrow when it comes to Zion Williamson and B.I. to a lesser extent but mainly Zion stepping up in that regard but Lonzo being able to just sink those threes on those open looks makes him so much of a value add to the offense that we weren't seeing throughout the regular season so far. He's been just really good at that over the past six games. When this started, he had one good game. We wondered if it was just kind of a blip on the radar, if this was going to be a stretch where you could start to rely on him. Yeah, you can probably start to rely on him. It started with the uh, the game against the Bucks. I almost called him the Buccaneers, uh, where he made seven threes, seven of 13, but then he went one of six, two of five in the next game after that, which is pretty good, then four of seven, five of nine, four of six. So particularly the last three, dude's on a little bit of a heater. Over this stretch, he's um, scored 27, 7, 14, 18, 20, and 16. And during this time, the Pelicans are 4 and 2. There's no coincidence that when he plays very, very well, you start to see the Pelicans win because they're getting very consistent production from Zion and Brandon Ingram. And now, when you add Lonzo Ball and his offense into that mix, along with the hit or miss performances of uh, Eric Bledsoe, who we'll talk about when we recap the games over the weekend, yeah, you're going to start to play some of your best basketball. But also you're seeing it on the defensive side of the ball from him. He's been excellent, excellent. Not above average, not good. Excellent on the defensive side of the ball over the past 
six games or so. The stretch he's on, again, I've said it, is the best basketball he's played in a Pelicans uniform so far. Against the Sacramento Kings, he really did help keep Buddy healed and check the struggle when De'Aaron Fox was on him, though not too often with that. But then against the Memphis Grizzlies, he drew the assignment of Ja Morant throughout most of the night. Obviously, Ja Morant is really freaking good. And Lonzo Ball forced him into a bad night. He was on him for almost seven minutes in that game. And during that time, John Morant scored just five points. He shot 25%. He was uh, two of eight during the time that Lonzo Ball was guarding him. Yeah, those are really good numbers. That's really strong defense on one of the premier young guards in the league. We just ran a poll on our locked on uh, on our Twitter handle for the Locked On NBA Podcast Network, where it was ranked these young guards, and I think John ja Morant came in one or two. That's how highly people think of him, and you hold him to two of eight shooting and just five points. You've done a really freaking good job defending. John Morant in that game, 5 of 14 overall, and a big reason why the Pelicans got out to a big lead, even though they almost squandered it in the end. But Lonzo Ball's on a stretch where you need to keep seeing this, and he's got to play, you know, not quite at this level, though if he could, that'd be great, but you've got to at least keep it up. If he goes back to having those games where he feels like he's not impacting it on the winning side whatsoever, that's not going to work going forward. But this is where you start to probably have to take his name out of trade talks right now unless you're blown away by an offer like completely blown away he's playing so well right now and meshing with zion and bi that i don't know if that's something you necessarily want to rock the boat with so credit to lonzo ball who woke up maybe it was the trade rumors out there that david griffin put but still it is working and he's playing the best basketball he's played as a pelican And I love it. Happy to see that and want to see this continue going forward because maybe it means the Pelicans can get back into playoff contention. So we'll get into the games over the weekend. Two victories for your New Orleans Pelicans. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times, in Style Magazine, or even Forbes, and I'm excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, and they're available now exclusively at Blue Nile.com, and when they're gone, they are gone. We all know the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at Blue Nile. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. 
So the Pelicans had a pair of games over the weekend, starting with a victory 113-114 over the Indiana Pacers. We just talked about Lonzo Ball in his defense, and he won the game with his defense, also maybe a shooting too, in the fourth quarter for New Orleans. Basically, final play of the game, Miles Turner is driving to the basket to score um, over Steven Adams, beats him and is getting there, and Lonzo Ball rotates over, jumps up to contest Miles Turner, basically at the the rim and force Miles Turner to shoot the shot over him, forces him to alter his shot, ends up being a miss, and the Pelicans get the much-needed victory. But Miles Turner had Steven Adams beaten. Adams wasn't going to be able to recover and play defense on that. And basically, without that rotation by Lonzo Ball, it was going to be an easy two points for the Indiana Pacers and probably the win. Lonzo Ball in this game, by the way, in the fourth quarter, 4-4 four, four from three as well, really helping New Orleans elevate um, and get the much-needed victory. When he's playing like that, it it impacts winning. When he doesn't, it impacts losing. And you're seeing the really the really good Lonzo Ball right now. In this game, Brandon Ingram, 30 points on the night. 12 of 21 shooting, 3 of 6 from deep. Most importantly, 7 assists. I talked about it in the last segment briefly. And I want to look at it probably more tomorrow, really through the lens of Zion. But you're seeing better playmaking from the Pelicans front court and wing player here in B.I. and Zion. Seven assists is no joke. Zion Williamson in this one, 18 points, 6 of 12 shooting, 6 of 9 from the field, 4 rebounds, but 5 assists, also 3 blocks. That's really, really good. The 5 assists is big. The 7 assists for Brandon Ingram is big. And you're you're seeing the Pelicans try and run their offense with both of those guys being the initiators more often, kind of going through them. And it's opening things up so much more for the rest of the team. And when those guys get good open looks, if they can convert, which has been a problem for a chunk of the season for New Orleans, you're seeing them get some big victories and playing some really good offensive basketball in the half court. Lonzo was 5 of 9 from 3 in this game. Finished with 9 rebounds as well. 20 points. He was good, but he wasn't like the main point guard, the main initiator. And you're seeing how much uh, better he can sometimes work because you don't need him to be as aggressive going to the basket. Though he did score twice at the rim in this one. But really, both of the the Pelicans' main players here in B.I. and Zion playing the way they do, creating for others that way and becoming such big focal points of the offense. And look, they've stepped their game up too over these past six games where the Pelicans are 4-2 and two and are on three-game winning streak right now. They look significantly better, right? B.I. had a stretch where he kind of disappeared a little bit. Zion could be hit or miss depending if teams keyed in on him too much and were only able to kind of just take him out of the offense. But now, with the creation from Brandon Ingram back, a little bit more creation from Zion Williamson, everything opens up for this team. And yeah, they're going to start playing some good basketball. You got quality minutes from J.J. Redick in this one. Three of three from deep. Four, uh, 12 total points on the night. Willie Hernan Gomez played almost 18 minutes. And while he wasn't great in this one, also Miles Turner is a bit of a tough assignment. Provided some quality minutes off the bench. You got some decent minutes from Josh Hart in this one who scored 11 points. And then Nikhil Alexander-Walker, another poor shooting night. This is kind of what he does. He has stretches where, you know, one out of every 10 games, he's going to kind of explode for points. 2 of 7, 0 for 4, but it was enough. You know, the Pelicans built up a good lead. They needed that lead as the Indiana Pacers started to get back in it between uh, behind a hot shooting from the two Holiday brothers that they have. 
uh, as that lead started to dwindle in the fourth. But the Pelicans came up clutch when they needed to. I don't know what else you need to say. They got the victory. They built up a big lead. That's what you do. It can get whittled away. You don't have to cruise to an 18-point win all the time. But overall, New Orleans was, I thought, pretty good in this one. Too many turnovers, 19 on the night. You definitely don't want that. But they managed to just get it done. And when your starters pull the weight that the starters pulled in this one, I'm going to feel pretty good about the chances for victory. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you want to get in on the action, make these games a little bit more interesting. There's only one place that has you covered and only one place I trust, and that's BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And BetOnline covers awards, TV shows, and even reality TV, sh- uh, reality TV shows. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best pl- uh, way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's really that simple. They're best tasting because they come in unbelievable flavors because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. These bars are soft. They're easy to chew. They're closer to a candy bar in consistency and taste and flavor than they are one of those kind of chalky, dry, good enough tasting protein bars, even though it's not really good. Protein bars don't need to be delicious tasting. You eat them for another purpose, but if you can get the one that actually tastes good, why wouldn't you? They come in unbelievable flavors. I've been digging the caramel brownie, the double chocolate, and the mint um, brownie as well. That one's been really, really good. So these are great for the health-conscious person who's looking to lose or maintain weight while trying something that just doesn't taste miserable. These bars are low-calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, some of 18 grams of protein and 180 calories or 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories. And now if you go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that is promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. 2020 is mercifully over and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. And if you're betting this year and you want those wins, listen to Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They picked basically like everything right in the Super Bowl. If you had listened to Locked On Bets and jumped on some of the prop bets that they were saying, they called the under really, really well. Uh, You would have had a great evening, even if you don't like watching Tom Brady win. So go check out Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. So on the second night of a back-to-back, the Pelicans played the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, who have just not been able to beat New Orleans when it comes to John Morant and Zion Williamson, with New Orleans really having their number. While New Orleans might not live up to their full potential at times, they certainly can take care of business against the Memphis Grizzlies. And while we thought that was going to be the case in this one early on when the Pelicans got out to a strong lead, Memphis kind of turned the tide, ended up with a bigger lead in the second quarter, third quarter back and forth, until the midway, midway through the fourth when New Orleans really put this game out of reach and managed to kind of just slam the door on this one. Ended up winning 118-109. And this is the game where I said you didn't really feel the impact or effect of John Morant in it because you had Lonzo Ball basically putting him in clamps all game. 25% on 2 of 8 shooting is really, really poor. And he wasn't able to really get anything going. He shot 50% against everyone else. um, And they were just able to limit him, particularly through the great, great play of 
uh, Lonzo Ball in this one. Again, good efficient nights from Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. B.I. with 27 points, 12 rebounds on this one. He was 5 of 8 shooting, and I kind of liked a couple of things he did. He realized that he needed to shoot the 3 a little bit earlier and more often than he normally does. Realizes if they go under the screen on him, when you're seeing some pick-and-roll two-man game between him and Zion Williamson, they go under the screen to either take away the roll man in Zion or to prevent B.I. from driving. Launch the 3. If you've got that room, you can get that shot off over everybody else. He did. He made them, and it just opens that offense up a little bit more. It kind of sucks people away from the rim, and that helps a lot of the court spacing. Zion in this one, 10 of 14, 71.4%, 9 of 11 from the free throw line, 29 points, 29 points on 14 shots, so over two points per possession, two points per shot, is freaking bonkers. That's how efficient this guy can be. They had no answer for him inside whatsoever. Zion basically got to do whatever it was that he wanted down low. Eric Bledsoe, who had a poor game against the Pacers, really stepped up in terms of shooting in this one. Needed to see that from him. He finished 4 of 9 from the 3-point line. 7 of 15 overall. 5 assists from him. And then there was Lonzo Ball, 16 points. 4 of 6 shooting from deep is the big number right there. 7 assists, 7 rebounds. Getting people a little bit more moving around in this one. But again, when he's a spot up shooter like that and shooting the three like he is, the offense opens up tremendously in this one. You got quality minutes off the bench from Willie Hernan and Gomez. You got a couple of threes made from J.J. Redick. But really, you could say the story of this one outside of all the big name players that we talked about would be Kyra Lewis Jr. getting a lot of run in this game. And looking really, really good in the limited minutes that he played. No Nikhil Alexander-Walker in this one. It was the right decision to go with Kyra Lewis Jr. 3 of 6 from the field. 0 for 2 from 3. Finished with just on the night 6 points and 4 assists. The 4 assists look good though. You can really see him driving and attacking and setting up teammates through that aggression. And then defensively, he was pretty impressive in this game too. You can't, he, He's so quick and has such good side-to-side movement and such good athleticism that you can't just easily shake him. He stays on his man. As a help defender, He's it's going to take some time. But overall, when you are looking for a guy to kind of just play some one-on-one defense, he's more than capable of that, I think. And is going to be an above average defender, I think, in the NBA. He's not going to be necessarily amazing on that end, but you definitely see that he has all the tools to be a very productive player in the NBA. It was nice to see him get first quarter minutes, and I'm glad that you see Stan Van Gundy willing to mix up the rotation a little bit more. We talked about it last week, right? You've got to make some changes because things weren't working. At least you're starting to see him do it, even if those changes were more Willie Hernan Gomez and more J.J. Redick to try and fix what was ailing the Pelicans, and it's worked. Again, I don't know if it's necessarily the best for the long-term health, but also you're seeing growth right now from Zion, from B.I., from some of these younger guys too. So I can't really complain. We probably shouldn't be complaining about all that stuff, right? That's what we want. So these were two really good wins for New Orleans. Strong defense. Really taking control in the fourth quarter and closing both of these games out, even when it looked like the Pacers game was getting away from them. They held on until the very end. You get points for that. And against the Memphis Grizzlies, turning the tide, getting the lead, and then kind of running it up on the Grizzlies towards the end, also a really good thing. Maybe it is some growth for New Orleans. Maybe it was just a bit of a favorable stretch, the homestand, and then particularly favorable somewhat matchups, I guess, on the road. But getting two wins on the road in back-to-back situations... 
that is something that's a little bit eye-opening, I think. And hopefully the Pelicans can keep this momentum going forward when tomorrow they play the Houston Rockets. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. We'll have that game preview for you tomorrow, as well as looking at Zion and his growth as a passer over these uh, past handful of games. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow.